Welcome to the Gutsy Wellness Podcast, where health empowerment meets heartfelt conversations. I'm your host, Dr. Mandy Patterson, functional naturopath and fertility expert. Each episode of the Gutsy Wellness Podcast is a journey through the most pressing health topics of our times, viewed through the lens of functional naturopathy and emotional empowerment. So get ready to get gutsy with me as we hop into today's podcast topic. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to come back this week to discuss how disease and diagnosis codes are used to define us in the conventional medical model and how we can reclaim vibrant health through our knowledge and advocacy and warning signals from our bodies from an integrative standpoint. As we've discussed in previous episodes, we excel in the United States in acute care and emergency medicine. I mean, God bless life-saving medical treatments and EMTs, paramedics, ER physicians and surgeons, nurses, and healthcare providers that operate our ERs and trauma units in this country. I was once one of those um, care providers and spent many years in ICUs and the hospital setting rehabilitating and nursing people back to health from the brink of death. Um, It is an exhausting and backbreaking job that requires strength, resiliency, and courage to go to work every day. And it's not easy. While we've mastered the art of setting broken bones, stitching up wounds, putting the human body back together through surgery and procedures, and keep keeping people alive on life support when needed, we desperately lag behind the curve in the field of preventative medicine. Um, and currently, over three quarters of our healthcare expenditures in this country are utilized for the management of chronic disease. And that number is actually rising and soaring every year. So from a medical standpoint, we currently recognize over 55,000 unique diseases, syndromes, and illnesses in the ICD-11 guidebook. Shocking, right? Um, It essentially lists everything that can possibly go wrong with the human body with scary, overwhelming, and disempowering terms. These are names or labels that steal joy, bewilder, and frighten people into a passive victim role in fight-or-flight sympathetic nervous state. Many honestly can't grasp reading between the lines of technical medical jargon and lingo. And then there are turf wars with different specialties that are unwilling to go outside of their box of expertise. The main focus on the diagnosis is a tremendous disservice to people honestly. And although diagnoses can give a label to a collection of symptoms, it does not give any insight into what is going or what is causing the dysfunction or diagnoses or how to reverse or fix the issues at hand. And ultimately, people need to have a caring healthcare professional that can sit down with them and speak a language that is understandable to them so that they can gain insight into their next steps and give them clarity on their options. And they need hope even when the odds or statistics are stacked against them. While some situations are incredibly difficult from a medical standpoint and don't always have the best prognoses or outcomes, human beings simply need to feel connection and need to feel heard. And this is an important piece of what is missing in our current standard of care. Healthcare professionals are so burnt out and overworked that they barely have time to take care of their most basic needs during the day. Hospitals, assisted living, and rehabilitation facilities are sorely understaffed, and the managed care bottom dollar dominates and dictates productivity. 
Unfortunately, many walked away from their jobs during the pandemic due to the exhaustive pressures and demands and the infrastructure is crumbling. I walked away from one of my jobs after 20 years of service due to the disconnect between between what I feel is superior care and what the job description demanded. And, you know, frankly, this is where the heart of functional and naturopathic medicine shines and holds the promise in transforming the state of our current healthcare model. It is an opportunity to transcend the diagnosis codes and consciously avoid the distraction of the diagnosis. Dr. Jeffrey Bland, who has been referenced as the father of functional medicine, discusses in his book, The Disease Delusion, how we can fundamentally change our approach toward illness and disease and find a cure through personalized care and prevention. We can look more keenly and more broadly at the mechanism of disease for the unique individual that led to that diagnosis. And even further upstream from the mechanism, we can ask the question, what are the dynamics at play for this unique individual? What is the collection of symptoms or patterns of disease in these multi-system functional dynamics? And what is causing or contributing to the current situation for this person? And then even further upstream from that, what are the actual root causes in the lifestyle for that person that are at play? How is this person's nutrition, hydration, exercise routine and frequency, stress and sleep management strategies, toxin or environmental exposures, and relationships? And with this knowledge, delving into the bio-individuality, family history, and genetics for the circumstances of the individual so we can see more clearly how to address the root causes so they can not only get well, but with ongoing coaching, support, and accountability, stay well and experience vibrant health. Ultimately, when there is reassurance that a root cause has been identified and that it's something that can actually be understood with a plan of action to address, people can finally find the power, the courage, and the proper support to take back ownership of their own health. For many years, there was much debate on the impact of nature versus nurture or zip code versus genetic code on health outcomes, and we were led to believe that the incidence of wellness or illness had a fairly deterministic genetic calculation. In essence, many have felt that they were sentenced to a life of high blood pressure, cholesterol, autoimmune diseases, infertility, and cancer as this ran in their family. And we can easily project blame on our mom or dad, grandma or grandpa, all the while completely avoiding addressing our own poor lifestyle choices and habits. We now know that every person is unique and manifests disease in the body differently. And frankly, we don't have to resign ourselves to a life of familial disease. Now, There are some cases where genetics plays a part in disease and dysfunction, but for the majority of cases, lifestyle trumps genetics every single time when it comes to health outcomes. There are some people that have to work harder at keeping their weight or blood pressure in check due to genetics, but that does not have to be their destiny, and they have much power to change their life course through lifestyle tenets. As it has been said by Francis Collin and and many others, that genes load the gun and lifestyle pulls the trigger. So this means that genetic factors and environmental factors do not work on their own, 
but in a synchronous or interactive manner with one another. As science has rapidly evolved over the last two decades, we have learned that this has been woefully oversimplified, and we now know that our genetic activation is highly adaptive and can shift and change in response to our environmental demands. This can all be tied back to our daily habits and choices we make on a daily basis. So the very foods and drinks we consume, the state of our relationships, our family and work conditions, the thoughts that we think, the activities we participate in all contribute to our environment and are informing our genetics every second of the day and highly influencing our biochemistry. These factors all heavily influence our biological systems, including our nervous, cardiovascular, immune, gut, endocrine, and detoxification systems. As a holistic practitioner, we tend to lead with the belief that the body's natural state is one of balance and vitality. The body is extremely wise and capable of healing itself if given the proper nurturing conditions. I view signs and symptoms as whispers or messages from the body to listen up as something is off. There may be imbalances, blockages, or impairments in the body that need to be addressed, and we tend to ignore these signs as we are busy humans. In our fast-paced, productivity-driven society, we are so distracted and we miss out on these important signs and signals. In fact, we are great at suppressing symptoms with a plethora of pharmaceuticals and over-the-counter drugs. And frankly, this can happen in functional medicine where we suggest every supplement under the sun for every ailment in a green medicine fashion and avoid confronting the roots of our health issues and emotional strife. When health crises surface, we tend to push the panic button and fail to recognize that our body has been telling us something all along. Dr. Bland discusses the notion of disease in his teachings and the concept that a diagnosable disease does not appear out of nowhere, ever. Unfortunately, as a society, we've been programmed to push through, take some Tylenol or anti-inflammatories or acid reducers to suppress discomfort or pain, all the while ignoring the root cause of why we feel like we do. We aren't given permission to slow down to allow the body to fully heal. And when our body finally says no more, we are shocked that it has failed us. It is important to note that there are always early precipitating signs, and if we are alert and on guard, we can course correct by giving the body better support, feedback, and choices. In the body's astounding wisdom, flexibility, and adaptability, it has a miraculous capacity to shift its reaction and return us to a state of balance or wellness. Another challenge with conventional medicine is that we have separated the human body into specialties and many mistakenly assume that physiological systems are separate entities that operate and function on their own, much like a machine. From an integrative functional lens and viewpoint, we know that these systems do not function in silos and in fact highly influence and impact one another. For example, you can't get to the root of hormone issues if you don't go upstream to see what may be impacting or influencing them. 90% of your serotonin, often referred to as the happy hormone, is produced in your gut and this mood-boosting hormone is also involved in supporting gut motility, sleep, bone, and cardiovascular health. In men, 
Serotonin is important for erection and ejaculation. Estrogen, the body's natural mood stabilizer and antidepressant, is necessary for the production of serotonin. So as you can see, the systems of the body are all interconnected. And when something goes haywire in one system, it is bound to impact all of the other systems. So I'm going to share an example told by one of my functional medicine mentors, Tracy Harrison, on how functional medicine is different than conventional medicine, how we can better support and equip people with tools for their health journey from a preventative lens. So let's assume you're a captain and you've been guiding a boat along a river and have had a health issue come up and are in need of a medical intervention. You guide your boat into the dock in a small town so you can see a healthcare practitioner that works in a small clinic alongside the river. And this healthcare worker is excited to show up to work because she enjoys her job and helps people with all types of boats on the water. Every day that she comes into work, there are people that are struggling to stay afloat and some of them needing rescuing as their boats are sinking. Some of them are hurt and have injuries like bruises, cuts, and broken bones. Some may may not be breathing well or may be on the verge of drowning. There are many that are struggling, yet the healthcare practitioner has a large toolbox that she can pull from to help these people. She's pulling some of the people out of the water with huge life rafts because they are in so much distress. Sounds like an emergency or an ER situation, doesn't it? So some boats are broken and upside down and some have holes in them and are rapidly sinking. If an assessment was taken, one could see that there are broken boats and bodies everywhere. Any logical person would surmise that the practitioner needs to get better at supporting them and this could be with more help or done with a larger clinic or facility next to the river. There would also need to be a better range of tools including rope, boat hooks, paddles, and even a knife to help the people that are stuck and need to be pulled out of the water. A mandatory workshop or some training prior to sailing for all sailors could also be helpful. The healthcare practitioner arrived at the conclusion if she went further upstream to provide assistance, she could intervene before it became a crisis situation and save so much time and energy for her and the captains. She noticed that with each individual in distress, their challenges along the river were for different reasons and no one case was alike. For some, it could be the water was causing challenges, especially if they get caught up in a current or in a waterfall. For others, it simply might be that the actual boat or their level of skill navigating the boat. Some captains plainly don't have the right equipment or knowledge. Some may need a map with better instructions, while others may need a life jacket and a helmet. The real question is, do these people feel educated and empowered after the healthcare practitioner has rescued them? Unfortunately, the answer is a resounding no. The healthcare professional is a great rescuer and resource in emergent situations, and captains are very grateful for her help, but they are not being equipped with the tools and the knowledge to avoid these issues in the future. Honestly, this example has many similarities in emergency medicine where doctors, nurses, and other ER personnel have excellent skill sets in trauma and can rescue people from all sorts of grave circumstances, yet these people are not educated on how to avoid these situations in the future. Now, if we gifted the captains with the knowledge to look upstream to avoid future issues like the one that just occurred, to course correct and avoid emergencies in the future, if we shifted from one of defense to offense with the ball on our side, from reactive to proactive. In Tracy's own words, and I'm using hers because I couldn't have said it any better myself, 
we can look upstream for mechanisms, disease dynamics, and even further upstream to true root causes, or we can look downstream for progressive disease and diagnoses. Both are important, but if you want to transform healthcare, if you want to help people to not only get well, but to stay well, we must provide comprehensive healthcare. We've done a lot to master the downstream disease diagnoses in supporting people with broken boats and bodies. The time is now to look upstream and master preventing that from happening. So in the field of functional medicine, it is important to remember that disease dynamics are going to be unique for every single individual. Let's be honest, God made everyone different and no one two people are alike. The upstream root causes are directly impacted by lifestyle choices that influence the downstream disease dynamics. As we view that unique individual in terms of health and wellness, it is important to remember that the holistic lens views root causes as unique and approaches the care of that individual in a unique and customized manner. While health is complicated and multifactorial, it is adaptive and reversible in its interconnectedness between our environment, genes, and lifestyle choices. So the question is, with all the knowledge we have from the last three episodes, where do we go from here? How do we radically change the face of medicine for vibrant wellness and longevity? Personally, I believe community medicine is key here and we can be used as a tool to reach communities, stage interventions, and foster transformations. We will be diving into this model in future episodes and I will discuss how I am implementing it in my own practice. So stay tuned. You made it to the end of the episode. Let's keep this gutsy wellness party going with some next steps to empower you along your wellness journey. In the show notes for this episode, you'll find a choose your own adventure list of links that will guide you from where you go next. From fertility and hormone success guides to the gutsy wellness membership to in-depth blog posts and discovery calls, you'll find everything you need to take your next gutsy step. Until the next episode, have an awesome, empowered day.